What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to talk some White Sox as they currently are on a five-game winning streak, longest win streak I can remember in the last five years, probably even 10 years. We are going to talk about some NBA as the NBA kicked off last Thursday. There were some unbelievable games this weekend in the bubble. I don't know what's going to happen this NBA season, but it's going to be chaos because every bad team is playing up to their full potential. So it's going to be a fun end to the NBA season going into the playoffs. Can't wait to talk about that. Let's get it going. So before we dive into the NBA, because I really want to get into that because of how awesome the games were last weekend, we got to start with the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox started off 1-4, looking like the classic White Sox. But then all of a sudden, something changed. They got to play the Royals for three games. So the White Sox, uh, in the series before that, lost the first two games of the series to the Cleveland Indians. Tough games right there at Cleveland. But then won the last game. G. Little came out, pitched lights out. Sox put up four on the top of the ninth to win that game 4-0. Then they took their talents to Kansas City, and where they usually struggle, where all streaks go to die. But they changed it around. They swept the Kansas City Royals convincingly. In that series, the White Sox, for the first time in MLB history, they had a lineup with four Cuban players to start their lineup. So they had Yoan Moncada. They had, oh, they had Luis Robert first, sorry. Moncada second. Abreu third. And Eloy Ben cleanup. And man, did that not disappoint. They carried him through that series. Robert, I mean, he might be an all-star this year. I mean, I don't know how that's worked at, working out with this season, but he looks amazing. Every time I look up, Robert Moncada is on base. Jimenez is hitting bombs. Abreu's hitting sack flies, occasional bombs. I'm loving this lineup. Mazzara's back off the DL. Our team's coming together right now. We had a big win over the Milwaukee Brewers last night uh, to prove that we're not done streaking. Uh, we were down 4-2. to two top seven, Abreu, two-run homer. We end up winning the game in the eighth off of a Nick Madrigal walk, wild pitch. Speaking of Nick Madrigal, he's been awesome since they called him up. He's hitting about 330 right now. He went four for four the other night. It's good to see these prospects coming through because it's easy to be like, if you're rebuilding, oh, we have prospects, we're, we're rebuilding. But most of the time, it's well, where are those prospects? They're not producing. But right now, they are producing for the White Sox. They're living up to the hype, which has always been our problem. We haven't done a rebuild like this in a long, long time, if ever. So we, 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 we haven't had quite the experience. But it's been about three, four years now since we cleaned house. And it's nice to see that our guys are living up to the potential. And this is just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys are Chicago Cubs fans, you saw that they did the same thing. And I think it was like 2011, 2012. It took them a few years. And then by 2015, 
2016, they're competing. And so I think it's that time for the White Sox. What better way than to start your, you know, the end of your rebuild with the COVID-19 60-game series or season? This couldn't have been better for the White Sox. I say that because 160 games, that's a lot of games to be played in a regular season. This is going to be a shortened season where a team like the White Sox, all they have to do is get hot. They're 6-4. and four, That's 10 games. They're already one-sixth of the way done with their season. All you have to do is finish in second place in your division to make this expanded playoffs. Now, I'm not trying to overhype the White Sox too early, but with a 6-4 and four record right now, we're in second in the division behind the Minnesota Twins, who look unstoppable. I don't think we're going to catch them. But the Indians, who are in third place right now, are 5-6. and six. They're slumping right now. They lost a huge series to the Twins where they won the first game, but they got pummeled the next couple. And then they lost in Cincinnati last night. Tw- Indians are beatable. Twins, on the other hand, I don't know about that. Now, I will say... I'm not, you know, super impressed with the Twins pitching staff. So the White Sox, when they played them earlier, did win a game 10-3. So we have the firepower. We, I think the White Sox are leading the league in RBIs. And I'm not surprised because they are hitting bombs right now. The Washington Nationals, my other team, are 3-4 and four right now. They actually got their series postponed last weekend due to the Marlins. Where the Nationals were like, well, we're not playing there anyway even if it's not postponed. But, you know, the Marlins have about 20 people on the COVID list. So no one's, so they haven't played at all. Speaking of the Marlins, they're 2-1 right now on top of the division. They've played three games this season. That's crazy. But the reason I bring back the Nationals is they have a series with the Mets today where Juan Soto is back. It's great to see he, Juan Soto, is the, is the Nationals franchise player who got tested positive for COVID literally hours before opening day last Thursday, or two Thursdays ago. So it's good to see that he's finally back with the team. They need him because their lineup was looking rather thin without him. So hopefully he can bring a boost into that Nationals lineup as they're 3-4 and four right now, and they need to get cooking. They're playing a 4-6 and six or 4-7 and seven Mets team who are also looking for wins. So should be a good series the next few days. Uh, I, I tune into that. I also tune into the White Sox Brewers that are going on. Cubs, they're 8-2 right now. They're killing it. They're playing the Kansas City Royals right now. It's, it's their turn to beat up on a very depleted Kansas City team. Man, that team does not look good. I, They're at the point where I don't even know who's on that team anymore. I mean, the only player I know is Alex Gordon, who's haunted the Chicago White Sox since I was born. So it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go in. Other MLB teams out there, the Yankees looking amazing. Aaron Judge, definitely MVP runner right now. Uh, as he's been, he, he, had, he had another two bombs the other day against the Red Sox. He is a force to be reckoned with. And when he's healthy, get out the way. When the Yankees team is healthy, they are unstoppable with the Stanton-Judge combo. And LeMahieu, oh man. Get a little Glaber Torres in there. That Yankees team is phenomenal. A team that is on the rise. I think I talked about him earlier. It's the San Diego Padres. This team looks fresh. They beat the Dodgers last night pretty convincingly. 
They have hitting with Tatis, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer. I'm liking this Padres team. And, and, and they got pitching, too. Chris Paddock, who, who's on the bump last night, pitched very well. We'll see if they can beat the Dodgers again. I, I think the Dodgers might win tonight. They have May on the mound, who's one of their rookie pitchers who looked really good recently. Big orange hair guy. Kind of looks like a clown, honestly. I kind of like it. But let's go over to the NBA right now. The NBA started their season last Thursday with the Pelicans and Jazz playing and then the Clippers and Lakers. Both really close games. But the game I want to talk about last weekend was the Rockets and Mavericks. The Houston Rockets, my friends, shoot the most threes I've ever seen. Literally, when they played the the Milwaukee Bucks, they, did, they shot 60-plus threes. I think the record is 62. I'm pretty sure they broke it. In a game. They have no big guys. They just shoot. So against Memphis on Friday night, or Memphis, Dallas, they put up over 150 points. That's insane. What is this bubble? Apparently, players are saying that the lighting is really good, so it's helping them shoot better. I don't know what it is, but these teams are shooting lights out. And everyone's competing. You have teams at the bottom, like the San Antonio Spurs and Sacramento Kings, competing. They don't want to be out of the bubble. And you see better teams, like the Dallas Mavericks now, who have lost two in a row. Could be three in a row if they don't beat the Kings today. You see teams struggling versus teams that they should be beating, but I think the no crowd factor is having a huge effect. Now, I will say, they have crowd noise going on during the game. It can get really loud. Almost too loud, where I'm like, wow, like how are they playing through this right now? Last night, the Houston Bucks took or the Houston Bucks, my God. The Houston Rockets took on the Milwaukee Bucks in a thrilling game where the Houston Rockets got the W. The Rockets also beat the Dallas Mavericks last Friday. And both those games were on ESPN primetime. It was so loud with the crowd noise. I couldn't even hear Mike Breen giving out his bangs, bang. So I don't know if they need to turn that down a little bit. It's a little loud. Like I understand that they want to make it you know, a cool atmosphere, but we all know there's no fans there. Well, the only fans there are the, like, the real uh, people on like the electronic board. So there's actually fans that pay to get their face in there who are watching the game virtually. It's like cool, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying after a while. It's kind of distracting. And they you know it's pretty like slow because like the service. So they're kind of just like slow motion people. I don't know. I don't know if I dig it. At first I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But after about five minutes, I was like, all right, this is getting pretty old. I forced me, a team that's going to be forced me to reckon with, LA Clippers. They lost the first game to the Lakers by two. Come out and demolish the Pelicans on Friday. This team looks really good. They're healthy. I don't want to play the Clippers. Even if on the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers played pretty bad the first night for them and only lost by two points. I'm 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 calling right now Clippers. I think they're gonna play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And well, I was gonna say Bucks have been my team to go all the way, 
But they just lost to the Brooklyn Nets today, so I don't know what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. I think, honestly, you know, I think they're going to be okay because these games don't really mean too much to them right now. But, like I said, every team with this bubble, every team has a shot. So don't count any team out. This is why the NBA is going to be great the next couple months because it's anyone's game. It's going to be awesome. I hope you guys start tuning in because there are games that start at noon every day and go until 10 at night. So get your get your NBA on while you can. They have a better chance of surviving than the MLB does. As you never know, with the MLB last week uh, came out to all the networks that have MLB on and they're like, get ready for alternate programming just in case the season gets canceled. So don't take any day of sports for granted as you never know when it's going to be your last. My Riddle's rant of the week is going to have to go out to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, what are you doing? Anthony Santangelo, a.k.a. Big Nut, you need to get in that locker room right now and kick some sense into this team. This is a team that had the eighth seed pretty much, I'm not going to say locked in, but definitely had the best position to get that eighth seed in the Western Conference. So with the new seeding going on in the extended playoffs, uh, well, I, I guess it's not an extended playoff, but the new playoff format for the NBA, if you are a nine seed and you are in within four games of the eight seed, then you get a playing game. So everyone is playing eight games in, the, in this last part of the season, and then they, you know, determine who makes the playoffs. In the East, every team is is eliminated besides the Wizards, who are in the nine hole, who are so bad that they're going to be eliminated soon. But in the West Coast, it's just like all these teams surviving. You have the San Antonio Spurs, the Kings, the Suns, who beat the Clippers today. You have all these low-tier teams surviving. And you have the Memphis Grizzlies, who have started off 0-3 in this new league. Granted, they've played tough teams. They've played the Trailblazers. They've played Zion and the Pelicans. But they couldn't have started off any worse. Their other loss coming against the Spurs, they just were down the whole game. They clawed back. But the Spurs looked like the better team. Worst news today, Jaron Jackson Jr. tore his meniscus. So he's going to be out the rest of the season. It's not looking good for the Grizzlies right now. John Morant looks a little sluggish. He also can't do it all on his own. If Dylan Brooks shoots one more three, I swear to God, he he was one of the X factors during the season. This coronavirus couldn't have come at a worse time for him. He's bricking since the break. The most consistent player for the Grizzlies right now is Grayson Allen. I mean, for God's sake, if that's your best player right now, you guys got issues. Grizzlies have to figure it out. There's now only a game and a half in that spot, and their schedule does not get any easier. I don't know. I'm lo- I'm loving the Trailblazers coming out as the eighth seed right now. They just had a huge win against. Well, they played. They beat the Grizzlies last Friday in a nail biter in overtime, and then they beat the Houston Rockets tonight, who just beat the Milwaukee Bucks the other day. So this Trailblazers team, when they have Nurkic back, they're healthy. I don't want to play this team. This is my dark horse team right now. Lock it in. Portland Trailblazers making a run.
My G4 Spellout of the Week goes out to my girlfriend, Caroline Water. Caroline just got an offer today from this company, Curalink, to be a client service associate. Caroline has been working her ass off the past five months trying to find a job. Even before the pandemic, she's been applying to all these places, trying to set something up. So, of course, when the pandemic hit, you know, every this is the worst time to be graduating from a university. She's one of the smartest girls I know, smartest people I know. Uh, works so hard. She's going to do great. She, if, if anyone deserves this, she does. Literally, for the past couple months, she's been on LinkedIn, applying to four or five jobs a day, doing what it takes, showing that even though she wasn't getting the results she wanted at first, she stayed with it. Now, finally gets her chance to have her first job. And she she deserves that. Um, she she's determined. She's gonna she's gonna show Curlink what's up. Good job, baby. For the flick of the week this week, it's gonna have to go to the league. That's right. I'm taking it back to my roots, baby. The league is where literally every single quote that me and my friends say. It's from the show. Drades, Bang Bang, What's the Hang? I mean, the list goes on. This is, you know, sparked a lot of the fantasy football traditions that me and my friends do today. I, I, I've seen all the episodes. There's not going to be any new episodes. But it's on Hulu. So lately, um, in the late night, because it's a late night show at this point. I mean, I'm not going to put this on for a prime time, you know, showing. But in the late hours, absolutely. I'm just, you know, I'm at the point where I can go to any random episode and it's funny. I have, you know, a selection of five to ten episodes that I can watch a billion times in a row and still laugh the same way. And I think just watching it with my friends recently, too. I watched an episode with Coughlin and Sentado. It's just... You know the joke's coming, and it gets you every time. We recently watched the uh, home porno episode uh, where Dr. No Dick is, uh, he's, his last sack of punishment is to be banned from his loft. Uh, so then Rafi and Dirty Randy, who's played by Seth Rogen, uh, shoot a porno in Andre's apartment, and it just gets out of control. It is... It's a hilarious episode. Just the acting's on point. Uh, just the fact that they're doing this is just hilarious. Uh, and I, for like the hundredth time after watching it on Saturday, I could watch it 200 more times. It's incredible. For the bet of the week this week, I'm going to take it to the MLB. So I just want to point out that last week I picked the LA Clippers, four and a half. Against the Lakers, they lost by two, so that bet hit. Uh, I'm going to start, I've been doing pretty good lately with these bet of the weeks. I'm going to start before each bet saying how I did last week. Just so a few betters out there, if you're looking to get hot, uh, you know who to come to or who to stay away from if I'm doing bad. Uh, But I'm taking it to the MLB, and I want to go to the Tampa Bay Rays. They are minus one and a half. Uh, so they have to win by at least two runs, and they're plus one twenty-five. So if you put in twenty bucks, you'd be receiving about twenty-five dollars. Uh, they're they're playing a Red Sox team that just doesn't look very good. 
Um, and they have a pitcher going tomorrow in Perez, who just has looked awful at, for the start of the year. They're playing at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is great at home. Uh, they beat the Red Sox 5-1 to one today. Uh, they were down 1-0 for a good start of the game, but this was versus Avaldi, their best pitcher, and then they, you know, their bats got alive. So I think Rays should dominate tomorrow's game. I mean, you never know in baseball, but I think for this game, I, I'd pick this 10 times out of 10, especially with the Rays being home, good odds. Uh, and we got Yarbrough going on the mound, who's one of the Rays' better pitchers. So Tampa Bay Rays, minus 1.5, plus 125, lock it in. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're not watching sports right now, you just got to do it. I talked about it last week. The NBA is back. The MLB is back. Last weekend, watching MLB and NBA at the same time was heaven. And it's only going to get better. And like I said before, you never know when the season's going to get taken away from you. So take every day like it's your last day. Every day is a World Series, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Riddle, out.